Well, praise God, you know. Paul and I, as Paul said earlier, Paul and I have been on the same team for, we were on the same team for 10 years and never met each other. It was a, it was a big team and there were several different groups and we just were never in the, in the same grouping. And, and as Paul said earlier, if you were here, we probably would have killed each other because we're so competitive with one another. But you know, the amazing thing is, is that I've been working with Paul for about a month now and to get to know him and to get to get to know his heart. And then he and I will start sharing and we'll we'll start sharing the revelation that we feel like the Lord is saying for us. And you got to realize that we travel all over America. We go from one end to the other. And when you're allowed to do that, when God chooses you, because I truly believe that every single person sitting up there is chosen by God to do what we do. When God chooses you to do that, then he usually will put a message, if you'll listen, in your heart that you can share with not just one body, but body after body after body. Because, you know, this is a church. Most of you here probably go to church, but the truth is when the Bible talks about church, you know, a lot of times it's talking about the body of believers as a whole. And, you know... I really feel like that God is trying to take us to the next level as believers. I truly believe that we are heading into a time in our lives where our religious freedoms are going to start to be taken away from us. I believe that we're heading into a time when we are going to have to suffer and maybe even die for our faith. You know, if you don't understand that, man, there's a lot of countries right now, where when you became, become a born again Christian, the very next day, you have an, an, an incredible high chance of someone kicking your front door in, dragging you out, and dragging you someplace that you don't want to go, maybe even to death. Because most places in the world, that's how it is right now. And slowly but surely, you can see the signs of the times that we are coming to a point where the freedoms that we've enjoyed so much as Christians are becoming less and less and less. And you know, we even know that as far as the school assembly programs that we go into. I mean, more and more, they're, they're, they're more worried that the Christian guys coming in are going to try to, to preach or, or, or do something with the kids that they don't want done. Even handing out simple flyers has become a nightmare for us. So I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, you better be ready. And you better understand what faith truly is. Because faith truly is about those who believe in God to such a point that this earthly life doesn't matter all that much. If you read about the heroes of the Bible, they didn't live for this life. And if you're living for this life, if this is what matters most to you, and you call yourself a Christian, guess what? You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Because Jesus Christ told us that we were supposed to lay down our life and pick up our cross and bear it for Him. Jesus Christ told us that we should focus more on the things of the kingdom of heaven than more of the things of earth. A hundred thousand times more focused on His work and His will in our lives than what the world has to offer. And I know that might seem foreign to you, and some of you might go, well, I'm doing fine, everything's great in my life. I go to church, I go on Wednesday, and I go on Sunday. You know what? I'm doing okay. But you know what God is really after? He's after people who will go after His heart. People who will seek Him diligently, get up early in the morning, read His Word, and cry out to God on behalf of a dying world. 
Because we should be more concerned about those people who are perishing going to hell every single day than we are about that new pair of shoes or that new pair of of slacks that we might be able to afford if we save the right amount of money. I'm telling you what, there is a shaking going on in the heavens right now. I'm going to prophesy to you. There's a shaking going on in the heavens right now. And the Bible talks about it. And it says, those who are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. And God is looking for committed Christians who are willing to lay down their very lives for the sake of the gospel. This is no longer a game. It's no longer about playing church. It's about understanding who your master is and who you want to serve for eternity because you get to choose. And every single day for the rest of your life will be that kind of a choice. Do you want to serve the world or do you want to serve an almighty God? Do you want to give the world everything you have or do you want to give everything that you've been given by God back to Him? You get to decide. Paul. brother good word praise god praise god i thought it was just sharing a scripture but you know what it's amazing because mitch and i have had that conversation on several times amongst ourselves and you know we had a conversation when we were sitting on stage this afternoon after the performance and we was talking about actually details little details and the lord began to break me because In the Bible, it talks about to remember the joy of your salvation. You see, when you are first born again, and you've just received Christ into your heart truly, and the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead comes to live and dwell within you, all that pollution that the world has put into you while you was yet in darkness while you are still blind to Him, all that noise in your ears that stops you from hearing the voice of God, it's like it's taken away instantly. When you truly receive Him in your heart and you receive the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead. And it's like having a radio in the car when you're going through the mountains and the the static gets so much you can't hear the station anymore. But that just clears up when you come to the top of that mountain. Well, God don't want us to stay in the valleys any longer. See, the perfect place and the greatest place to be is in the midst of the fire. The closest place to be to God is when you're going through the fire. See, when you're in a fire, it burns. It hurts. But God's grace, as Paul said, is sufficient. That grace that saved us That gift that we did not deserve was because He was a merciful God. He loves us. He's a Father that gave us that what we needed to believe, which was a measure of faith that He deposited in each and every one of us before we was even birthed into this world. He gave us what we need. But we have to come with a childlike faith. And a child will believe anything you tell them when you're a father or a mother when they're this big. Until they start getting polluted by, if you stick them in front of the TV and what they look at and what they listen to. Or until the teachers start telling them contrary to what the truth is. They believe anything you tell them. I'm not going to rain on anybody's Christmas this year. I don't feel led that I need to do that at this point. 
But when we tell our kids about tooth fairies and, and the Easter bunny... See, I was deceived for so many years, 30 years, because I thought they only told me about this Jesus because they wanted me to be good so they could control me. Because I thought it was a fairy tale, just like you heard Josh say this afternoon if you was here. We tell them these half-truths, but a half-truth isn't the truth. The only truth is what's written in His Word. That's His will and testament. If we tell them the truth from the beginning, they'll believe it for the rest of their lives from us. But when they catch us in a lie, it causes doubt. And where there's doubt, torment comes because the enemy is the one who brings doubt. Because doubt brings confusion. And God is not a God of confusion. Everything that God does in His Word, which is Christ, was with a purpose. And that purpose was first and foremost reconciliation unto Him. To join us back to the Father. But from that point, once we reconcile, it's eternal. It's for eternity. And we have to live upon this earth with eternity in our hearts. That today is our last day. Because no one knows when the last day is. And I was talking to Mitch about details. And the Holy Spirit, He broke me when we was talking because it was so simple. I walked out the hotel room this morning. Something so simple. I shared this with Stephen at lunch. So simple. I had the keys to the truck. And when I was looking to see what I needed to take with me to go to breakfast this morning, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me the keys were there. But I didn't want to listen because I was thinking about other things. But in my heart, I knew I even looked at them. And I still walked out the door. And when I sat in the truck, the guys were all in the van, waiting for me to start the van. And I looked over at Mitch and I said, where's the keys? And he went, you've got the keys. And as soon as he said it, I knew where they were because the Spirit of God in me reminded me. But I said, no, I gave them to you. I haven't got them, you've got them. But really what I was saying, no to God. I didn't want to believe that he cared and loved me so much that he showed me the keys was there. And he took me back to the joy of my salvation. Because I remember when I walked with him, there would never be any broken fellowship in those first several months because he was pouring so much of his word into my heart because my desire was so great when I realized he was the truth. But today, I'm 10 years older with him. But I have broken fellowship at times. I don't commune with him 24-7 as I did. I commune with him every day. But it's not incessantly, the Bible says, to pray um, to pray consistently and fervently without ceasing. That means we can be walking about doing our daily things, playing on an Xbox or talking to our friends or going to the store. And we can be in communion with him in our spirit at all times. Because that's what Jesus did. And the only person each and every one of us is supposed to imitate. It's not Mitch. It's not Josh. It's not me. It's not your pastor. It's not your mom and dad even, children. It's Christ or that which is Christ-like in those around you. That's the only thing we're supposed to copy. He don't want us to duplicate each other. Because we are all originals. 
but he wants us to be made in his image. And the only way we can do that is when we let the static be cleared and listen to his voice. And the only way that can be done is the same as David heard his voice all the time, even though he still made mistakes and it was turning to God at all times. Turning and facing God. It was turning and facing God. And not only that, David meditated on his word in the morning when he rose up and in the evening when he went to bed. Because if you begin to think on the word of God, the moment you wake up, it'll carry you throughout the day and you'll be in communion with him because you'll have a desire to speak to him because he'll bring that word that you've spoken back to him, his will from that Bible, he'll speak it back through you through the day and he'll carry you through the day with it, what you need. Because, see, the Bible says, and here's a scripture, his word is a lamp unto our path. That narrow path that is set before us, where we have to walk through that narrow gate. And it's a lamp to our feet so we can see where we're going. God bless you all.